If the Book of Mormon is true, then what? Next on Polygamy, what love is this? Bishop Earl and myself were both born and raised yes, we were. in our respective Mormon-based religion. He, of course, from the mainline LDS Church, me from the Mormon polygamy group, and we're keenly aware of the many differences in the Book of Mormon and Mormon teachings, and, of course, what the Bible teaches as <laughs> in compared. We have both studied the Bible, and we've compared it with Mormonism, as some early Mormon leaders suggested that we do, and we've discovered the Book of Mormon doesn't pass the test. All of Mormonism, however, continues to lift the Book of Mormon above the Bible, even though the Book of Mormon has no reliability, no evidence of being genuine or of its divine origin. Yet, strangely, through all this, the Book of Mormon disagrees with Mormonism. Now, I do Bible studies with, and have done, with ex-polygamists and ex-Mormons, and, and they are always stunned when they discover that Mormonism isn't in the Book of Mormon and, and isn't in the Bible either. Shocking. It really is. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> As I was thinking about this one day, about how odd it is that neither the LDS members or the Mormon fundamentalists seem to recognize that their doctrines are not taught in their book, I thought, well, if the Book of Mormon were true, then their religion is false. And I started making a list, and not far into the project, discovered that this would be a good topic to share with our viewers. Yeah, there's so many of them, really. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to discuss the list, and it's just a partial list. I'm sure we could come up with a lot more. If the Book of Mormon were true, then what? Well, number one on the list is this. If the Book of Mormon were true, there would be no Mormon fundamentalists, no secret practice of polygamy. The LDS essays posted on LDS.org would not be necessary to explain nor defend the polygamy of Joseph Smith, Hiram Smith, Orson Pratt, Brigham Young, Heber C. Kimball, etc., and there would be no Section 132 in the Doctrine and Covenants. Now, this is pretty big stuff. That's pretty major. <laughs> because, and if you think about it, the early Mormon church depended upon Joseph Smith as a true prophet. And when he said, thus saith the Lord, they listened and believed, but without discernment. It's big stuff because today's LDS church depends upon the polygamy section of 132 of their Doctrine and Covenants, yet they've redefined celestial marriage to be monogamous temple marriage rather than the polygamous marriages that Joseph Smith commanded. Fundamentalists then and now actually have no foundation for polygamy if the Book of Mormon is true. We can say that because the Book of Mormon condemns polygamy in several places. Jacob chapter 2 verse 30 is their classic excuse for living polygamy because they say God wants seed raised up for him. Yet at the same time, <laughs> they uphold Joseph Smith's polygamy claiming he had no seed from the polygamous marriages. Two opposing views cannot both be true at the same time. That's true. But other passages in the Book of Mormon forbid and condemn polygamy. Mosiah and the Book of Ether also condemn it. The Book of Mormon says that having many wives and concubines is committing <clears throat> whoredoms, we quote. From Jacob chapter 2, verse 23, by the word of God burden, but the word of God burdens me because of your grosser crimes. For behold, thus saith the Lord, this people begin to wax in iniquity. They understand not the scriptures, 
For they seek to excuse themselves in committing whoredoms because of the things which were written concerning David and Solomon his son. Mosiah 11.2 For behold, he did not keep the commandments of God, but he did walk after the desires of his own heart. And he had many wives and concubines. And he did cause his people to commit sin and do that which was abominable in the sight of the Lord. Yea, and they did commit whoredoms and all manner of wickedness. And from Ether 10.5 And it came to pass that Riplakish did not do that which was right in the sight of the Lord, for he, he did have many wives and concubines. And look what the Book of Mormon says about those who commit whoredoms. Second mm, Nephi 9.36 Woe unto them who commit whoredoms, for they shall be thrust down to hell. And Second Nephi 28.15 says, O the wise and the learned and the rich that are puffed up in the pride of their hearts, and all those who preach false doctrines, and all those who commit whoredoms, and pervert the right way of the Lord, woe, woe, woe un be unto them, saith the Lord God Almighty, for they shall be thrust down to hell. Mm. Woo! <laughs> so, if the Book of Mormon is true, polygamy is whoredoms, and those who do it will be thrust down to hell. How can the Book of Mormon be true and polygamy be true at the same time? And both the Bible and the Book of Mormon prohibit polygamy. Yeah. How would God command whoredoms to rise up righteous seed for himself? Now, we know what Thayer and other Mormon apologists spin the Book of Mormon passages to make it sound like polygamy is okay at certain times, that God prohibited the Book of Mormon people from polygamy because they were doing it wickedly like David and Solomon did, which, according to the Book of Mormon, was sinful. Well, first of all, neither God nor His commands change. Book of Mormon says so. <laughs> Next, the Book of Mormon records David and Solomon's polygamy as being unrighteous. But the Doctrine and Covenants praises David and Solomon for their polygamy. Mm. Red flags just erupt all over the place. Both can't be true. That's so true. <laughs> I don't know if you ever put this together when you were in the church, but no, not it stares after you in I the left. face. Yeah, right there in the <laughs> introduction of section 132. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. The Book of Mormon people were rebuked for their unrighteous polygamy, but Jacob 2.30 tells us that God will raise up righteous seed insinuating that monogamous couples are incapable of raising righteous children? Most importantly, what about Joseph Smith's polygamy? He married 11 women yeah. who were already married. Neither David nor Solomon did that. David committed adultery with one woman, Bathsheba, and he was severely taken to task for it. But Joseph Smith took 11 married women to his bed, God did not take him to task for it like he did David, and we suggest this is the reason why. <laughs> Hebrews 12, verses 6 through 8. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof are all partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Marrying already married women is not living polygamy righteously. And that's not even mentioning the 11 teenagers Joseph Smith coerced into his bed. So if the Book of Mormon is true, polygamy is wrong. Number two on our list is, if the Book of Mormon is true, 
then polygamists cannot become gods, and neither can members of the LDS Church. Now, it's pretty well known and pretty well known church doctrine uh, that they can achieve Godhead. Yeah. And we've talked about that several times. They all teach they have divinity living inside them. As an example, this quote is from one of the polygamy groups. I have inherited divine qualities which I will strive to develop. With my divine birthright, I have unlimited possibilities and qualities. I will live worthy to be a mother in Zion and a helpmate to my husband. Now this is from their brainwashing classes for young girls. They their reference here is to 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 4 through 7 from the Bible, but they misuse that passage and have produced a very deadly spiritual counterfeit idea. Besides that, they also proclaim that the Bible is untrustworthy, so why do they even use it? Yeah, but sure. if the Book of Mormon is true, their idea of becoming gods, having divinity living in them, is not true. Because the Book of Mormon is very clear. There's only one God. We quote. <laughs> yeah, from chapter 11 of Alma, uh, verses 26 uh, through 39, And Zeezrom said unto him, Thou sayest, There is a true and living God. And Amulek said, Yea, there is a true and living God. Now Zeezrom said, Is there more than one God? And he answered, No. And now Zeezrom said unto him again, How knowest thou these things? And he said, An angel hath made them known unto me. And Zeezrom said again, Who is he that shall come? Is it the Son of God? And he said unto him, Yea. Now Zeezrom saith, Again unto him, Is the Son of God the very eternal Father? And Amulek said unto him, Yea, he is the very eternal Father of heaven and earth, and all things which are in them are. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So if the Book of Mormon is true, then Mormon doctrine is not true. Polygamists cannot earn godhood through polygamy, yeah. and LDS persons cannot attain through their priesthood and good works and temple activities any godhood either. We also have a couple of quotes from Spencer Kimball. <laughs> Man can transform himself, and he must. Man has in himself the seeds of godhood, which can germinate and grow and develop. As the acorn becomes the oak, the mortal man becomes a god. It is within his power to lift himself by his very bootstraps from the plane on which he finds himself to the plane on which he should be. It may be long, hard lift with many obstacles, but it is a real possibility. And the other one is, man is created in the image of God. He is a god in embryo. He has the seeds of godhood within him. So there we are. Very clear, Mormon doctrine. That's, that's Mormon teaching. And yet, did he read the Book of Mormon? Did just <laughs> Spencer Kimball ever read the Book of Mormon, do you think? He I would think preach he against <laughs> preach against what it taught. And then, then of course Joseph Smith preached and he wrote the Book of Mormon. He says we must learn how to become gods ourselves. What kind of a God has to learn how to become a God? But the Bible teaches that all so called gods that did not create the heavens and the earth shall perish. From Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 11, Thus shall ye say unto them, The gods that have not made the heaven and the earth, even they shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. So no matter where they are, no matter what kind of worlds that they think they're on, they'll perish because they were not there, not the Creator. Those who believe they can become gods or that they are gods in embryo seriously need to think about this. Yes, if the Book of Mormon is true, Mormon doctrine is false. 
because no human can, can, can progress to godhood. Number three, if the Book of Mormon is true, Jesus Christ is God Almighty, not, uh, not another God, but the only God. Yeah. Jesus is not Lucifer's brother or our elder brother. <laughs> From 11, uh, Alma chapter 11, verse 44, Christ the Son and God the Father and the Holy Spirit, which is one eternal God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Now, this passage affirms the Christian Trinity, one God not three gods, one eternal God. Now, eternal from the Bible dictionary means everlasting, past, present, and future. Means old, 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 way back. <laughs> eternal God means there was never a time that he did not exist and never a time that he wasn't God. That's who Jesus is. And the Book of Mormon affirms that. We quote again from the testimony of the three witnesses in the Book of Mormon. And the honor be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, which is one God. Amen. Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and Martin Harris. So again, in the beginning of the Book of Mormon, we have that testimony, yeah. and it's the, Mormon, the Christian Trinity, yeah. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Now, these are written clear as day in the Book of Mormon, and their claim is that it is the most accurate book on the planet. So since Jesus is eternal God, how can he be Lucifer's brother? They don't even believe in, in Book of Mormon doctrine. No. Uh, how can the Father and the Son be equally God if Jesus is merely just one son among billions of children that mother and father in heaven had and brother to Satan and our eldest brother? If the Book of Mormon is true, then Jesus is God and always has been God. If the Book of Mormon isn't true... Neither is the Mormon church or any of the Mormon polygamy groups. They cannot all be true, but they can all be wrong. Yeah, that's true. If the Book of Mormon is true, number four, then their other scriptures, like the Pearl of Great Price, cannot also be true. And our example is Abraham chapter 2, verse 24. They have God telling Abraham to lie, but the Book of Mormon condemns all liars. Yeah. Let her say unto the Egyptians, she is thy sister and thy soul shall live. That's from the Pearl of Great Price and from the Book of Mormon, 2 Nephi 9.34. <clears throat> Woe unto the liar, for he shall be thrust down to hell. So they're having, they're have, Joseph Smith is having God tell Abraham to lie. Does that make any sense at all? No. Genesis 12:18 explains that Pharaoh rebukes Abraham for not being honest by telling him Sarah was his wife. The Pearl of Great Price shows God supplying a lie for Abraham, and the Book of Mormon sends all liars to hell. So we have some huge red flags going on here. The Bible tells us God is not a liar and cannot lie. There's many more contradictions than this. The Pearl of Great Price creation account is totally contradictory, but we can't go into that and list them all. It'd be a great opportunity, though, for any of our viewers willing to do the research to check it comparisons, out. Yeah. Number five. If the Book of Mormon is true, there would be historical and archaeological evidence. First Thessalonians 5.21 says, test everything, hold on to the good. So how can we obey God's instructions to test everything if there's no evidence with which we can test it? There's nothing so there. True. 
No Book of Mormon manuscript exists to see if the translation is correct. Yet the Bible has thousands and thousands and thousands of old manuscripts that we can test it against. No archaeological evidence for the Book of Mormon at all exists. None. Yet the Bible has so much historical evidence, it's overwhelming. The accuracy of events in the Book of Mormon does not agree with the Bible or even secular history. For instance, the Book of Mormon in Helaman 14, 20, and 27 says that when Jesus died, there were three total days of darkness. The Bible says there were three hours of darkness. Again, you can do your own research to discover the truth by testing everything as God commanded. Number six. <laughs> If the Bible is true, then so is the Bible. If the Book of Mormon is true, then so is the Bible. Nearly two-thirds of the Book of Mormon is taken directly from the Bible. And take note of this verse from Second Nephi, Third Nephi 23.1. And now behold, I say unto you that ye ought to search these things. Yea, a commandment I give unto you that ye search these things diligently, for great are the words of Isaiah. Now, when I first saw this verse, I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Joseph Smith just confirmed that we can trust Isaiah, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Didn't he? Isn't That's that what, what you says. get out of Great this? Great are the words of Isaiah. So from chapter 1 of Isaiah to chapter 66 of Isaiah, every word, every verse, his words are great. We can trust them. Yeah. Boy, is that a good study for anyone <laughs> in Mormonism. Yeah. A great study. Great are the words of Isaiah. Not taking them out of context. The Book of Mormon holds Isaiah as being trustworthy, so we suggest you read it, especially chapter 40, verse 8. And then you might want to go to chapters 42 and read 42s through 46 and count, just for the sake of testing everything, count how many times in those chapters that um, God says there is not and never has been and never will be any <laughs> other God but one. Count yeah, them, there's a bunch of them just in those chapters alone. And note that Isaiah did not add the phrase that Mormonism adds, one God in purpose, one God in thought, or one God of this planet. Right. If the Book of Mormon can rely on two-thirds of its content, plagiarized from straight from the King James Bible, and the Book of Mormon is true, then the Bible is also true. And those in Mormonism really need to start trusting <laughs> all of it. And reading it. <laughs> yeah. The Book of Mormon is another testament of Jesus Christ, as you can see on the cover page. It conforms, confirms the truths found in the Holy Bible and supports the testimony of Jesus Christ, meaning the Book of Mormon does not replace the Holy Bible, but rather supports it. One passage says that the Book of Mormon shall establish the truth of the Bible. That's from 1 Nephi 13.40. Okay. But we don't need the Book of Mormon to establish or confirm the truth of the Bible. God's own personal testimony stands alone. An honest analysis of the evidence of the plagiarism found in the Book of Mormon destroys Joseph Smith's credibility and any valid foundation for Mormonism. Hmm. Now, the links on the screen will help everyone who's interested in finding the truth about the origin of the Bible. They compare concepts and words and phrases and paragraphs in the Book of Mormon with these three books that were available to Joseph Smith when he created the Book of Mormon. And you brought these up when we talked about the CES letter. Yes. That they yeah. were available to him. Right. They and were all published b before 
1825 or so. They mm -hmm. were all more than available to him. Mm -hmm. and, and when you compare, and if they do a side-by-side -side comparison, uh, they can see so many of the phrases and words that are identical, that are parallel. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then, again, I wanted to borrow. Uh, the, the, these things just came uh, at, at such an opportune time. Uh, from a social media friend as he was talking about these as I was writing up put this information together. So we'd like to quote his response to Mormonism versus the Book of Mormon. Yeah, did you want to mention these different books, the late war? You want to um, yeah, pass well, those on? Yeah. Late war, the view of the Hebrews, and even the King James Bible. Those are... Uh, those were the ones that I'd mentioned in mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah, the late war. In the uh, CES letter. And I'm also mentioned that the utlm.org has several places where they talk about some of the plagiarisms and where Joseph Smith may have gotten some of the words mm -hmm. and how he changed words around just to, to make more words, you know, added mm -hmm. H, yeah. H A H mm -hmm. to words and. And different things. So, so that's utlm.org. UTLM yeah, that's a good place too. So this uh, media friend said this. The problem in, is Mormonism is not consistent with the Book of Mormon. Virtually none of the current peculiar LDS doctrines come from the Book of Mormon. In fact, here is the biggie. On the title page of the Book of Mormon, is it gives the purpose of the Book of Mormon to convince the Jew and Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God. That is rejected by Mormonism today, which teaches Jesus is merely your elder brother. They will say Savior, but that contradicts their own third article of faith that says you are saved by obedience to the LDS laws. If you look at Mormon 8.25, it says you only get a remission of sins by fulfilling the commandments which Mormons do believe today. If, Mormon knew the doc if Mormons knew the doctrines of salvation taught by the Book of Mormon, they would see their religion very differently. Good points. And, and yeah, and all it takes is just a little bit of work and personal research seeking to, yeah. to find out the truth of all these things. It's just too much evidence uh, against the Book of Mormon like we're talking about. Uh, the Book of Mormon teaches that there's only one God. Yeah. In at least two places, that upholds and teaches the Trinity. It tells the reader that hell exists and that it is a place of eternal conscious torment, and the Book of Mormon condemns polygamy. Yeah. The mainline LDS Church does not teach from its own book. <laughs> Polygamists do teach about hell, but the LDS don't, even though both the Book of Mormon and the Bible does, and Jesus did. Yeah. We have a quote from 1844 accompanied by a signed affidavit regarding the trustworthiness of Joseph Smith. They were there and knew him. We weren't. <laughs> so I think it's something you should consider. For them, he would always remain a superstitious adolescent dreamer and his success as a prophet, a riddle, for which there was no answer. That's from page 116. But the New York townsman had a stronger answer. Fifty-one signers in Palmyra said the prophet was, quote, entirely destitute of moral character, end of quote. The prophet answered the core issue of his youth in the blunt Nauvoo comment, quote, I never told you I was perfect, but there is no error in the revelations which I have taught, end of quote. Okay, and that was a lie. Yeah. Because there are errors in the revelations that Joseph Smith taught. Yeah, there sure are. 
too many contradictions. And what he wrote compared to what he said and did was just contradictory. And even over time, things changed. Things in the Book of Mormon and things he said early on changed yeah. when he few years later. It did, he, his perspective on who God is right. and how you get to heaven is and right. marriage and all of that yeah, that changed through changed. time. Now the argument but that Joseph Smith is, was not perfect is really a fraudulent basis to claim that he was a true prophet. In fact, the errors in his revelations prove he was a <laughs> false prophet. He wrote that God commanded people to lie. He wrote in one place that David and Solomon sinned greatly in polygamy and then wrote in another place that David and Solomon were declared righteous because of their polygamy. The question isn't, was Joseph Smith without error, but were Joseph Smith's writings without error? The question is answered in the very fact that although the Book of Mormon is considered the cornerstone of Mormonism and boasts about being the most perfect book on earth, Yet there's been almost 4,000 changes that have been made to the text of the Book of Mormon. Yep. Our viewers would be wise and spiritually safe trusting the Bible and tossing their Books of Mormon. Now the conclusion is the Book of Mormon does not have to be true in order for the Bible to be true. But the Bible must be true in order for the Book of Mormon to be true. And finally, the Bible must be true even though the Book of Mormon is false. In fact, that's precisely the way it is. <laughs> Fascinating. And I think that we present a pretty good case for, those, for that yeah. conclusion. I was surprised, and, and I've said this before, but it, in, as a Mormon, a, a Latter-day Saint, I just always lumped all of the scriptures together. In other words, I just, I don't know, this is naive, I suppose, but I just always kind of assumed that everything was said everywhere. In other words, mm, if I oh, was, they all, agree all four of the standard works, if I was reading it in the Doctrine and Covenants, it was certainly supported by the Bible or the Book of Mormon. I, I didn't ever think that... That there would silly. be contradictions. Well, that there were contradictions or that... Um, I mean, I didn't trust the Bible for one thing, but I just, no. so so to say that you uh, we just didn't pay attention to the Bible, but it was just that any doctrine we had was throughout the scriptures. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of lumped together mm -hmm. as the gospel yeah. or the our resources or whatever. It, that's what, you know, I didn't take out and say, okay, well, this, Jesus didn't say this, and Paul yeah, didn't say yeah. this. And, and so many times people will say, uh, people will say, well, Jesus said this, or the Bible says this, you know, and you just believe it because somebody said it, said it, and, yeah. and then you find out it's not really there. Jesus no. didn't really say that, and, and the Bible doesn't really say something else yeah. that people claim See, it says. I, I don't think LDS people can, could actually say, well, this is the teaching of the Bible, and this is the teaching of the yeah. Doctrine and Covenants. It's they don't just know. all together. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah. Very, very good point. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Earl. Okay. Luke chapter 20, verses 34 and 35. Jesus said, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like the angels. This is a proof text from the scripture where Jesus affirms there is no marriage after this life. Yeah. 
Now, the LDS and the polygamists justify their eternal marriage teachings by adding to what Jesus said, that no marriage ceremonies are performed after this life, so you've got to get married here before you die um, and be sealed together. But both Mormon and polygamists believe and teach that polygamy is a heavenly practice, and men will be able to gather to himself plural wives after he dies because heaven has more righteous women than men, and they're going to need husbands. But if no marriages are performed in heaven, how are they going to get married? We must live this life according to the words of Jesus, not according to the twisting of Jesus' words. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.